Hello and welcome to The Brilliant Project, a podcast where we shed light on people who let their light shine bright. My name is Nico Belasco and I will be your host, taking you on this journey of light and inspiration as I embark on this new exciting venture of mine. For this episode, we have a beauty queen and model. Michelle Gomez is best known for her success in the Miss Earth 2016 pageant, where she finished Miss Earth Air 2016. She now lives in the Philippines and is a respected model in the industry booking commercials, runways, and working all over the Philippine fashion industry. I met Michelle way back in 2017 at a guest event, and since then I've seen her make major strides in serving as an inspiration through her work and her openness to shed light on issues she faces throughout her career in hopes that others will see that they are not alone too. So without further ado, I'm super excited to welcome onto the show, Michelle Gomez. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Nico. Super happy to be here. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. You are a very inspiring um, human being, and I really appreciate you inviting me here today. Uh, thank you. It means a lot. And, you know, I how this all started out, um, I saw a story of Michelle's that she posted recently, and basically she talked about something that a lot of people aren't super open to talking about. And for her and her respective fields. I mean, being in the pageantry world and also in the fashion world as a model, you there's so much that goes on behind the scenes and it's not all glitz and glamour, right? Yeah, there's there's so many things that cannot be seen. Like people only see the like the final result, the product, the beautiful photos and the fashion show, but they don't know what goes behind and what goes for our training as models, as beauty queens, like all the things that we have to go through and all of the battles that somehow we deal with inside without people knowing, even if we have the biggest smile in our faces all the time. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and there's a lot, but I, before we tap into today's topic a little more, I wanted to ask you about the start of your journey um, and your passion for pageantry. So how did that come about? Well, my pageant uh, life started back in 2000, well, I would say 2011. That's basically also when my modeling career started. Uh, I was in the modeling agency uh, school. I was in a modeling school and there then someone told me like, Mitch, you should try this pageant. It was Miss Earth. Like this is, it's, it's a destiny story. You should try Miss Earth, uh, they don't look for the typical beauty queen. It's completely different. Um, you should try it. I thought that it was perfect because back then I was studying environmental management. So Miss Earth, environment, it makes sense. So, so I did, I tried, it didn't work. I continued my modeling career. And in 2014, uh, one of the biggest names in the pageant industry in Colombia uh, wanted me to compete in the Miss Senorita Colombia, parang binibini Pilipinas, but in mm -hmm. Colombia, Senorita Colombia. So he wanted me to compete. He said that I had everything to be one of the front runners. And so I did. And he trained me, he prepared me, he changed me, he made me a beauty queen. And ever since, uh, I found some very inspiring and empower, empowerment that comes to pageant to women. Like I felt really, really empowered when I did that. And then what things happened and 
I didn't, I wasn't able to compete in Serita Colombia. But in 2015, the universe brought me back to Earth Colombia. And um, I, ever since I said yes, I remember I told to myself, I'm going to make history in this pageant. I'm going to be the first Colombian winner of a crown. And that's the thing that was in my head every single day when I woke up, when I was preparing for the pageant. I, did. I was the first Colombian bringing not the Miss Earth crown, but one of the crowns of the, of the Miss Earth uh, pageant to my country. And like, I, I, I feel very proud about myself that I'm the most traveled Miss Earth heir, like the most traveled first runner off of the pageant. So basically I traveled the entire year and I just worked hard and I'm really proud. I, I'm, I look back to those days and I just, I, like I did everything with all of my heart and like with like passion. So now I look back to it and I just feel the happiness. Yeah, and it's, I mean, it's such an incredible career. You know, you face so many obstacles, I'm sure, and um, not being able to compete in the pageant that you already had set in mind already. That was something. But you know, I do believe in destiny, and your destiny was really just to bring home that Miss Earth Air crown. And you did that, and I'm sure that was just, that's just a huge, um, huge achievement. And especially in your country of all countries, right? Like I know pageantry is big in the Philippines, but it's also big there, right? Yeah, big in Colombia, it's pretty big. It's not, of course, it's not as big as here in the Philippines, because here is like you're a celebrity, literally. Like you here feel like famous. Like I remember when I came here, I. I step out of the plane and everyone knows who I am. Everyone was like, Miss Colombia is here, Miss Colombia is here. I was like, oh, oh my God, this wouldn't happen in Colombia. In Colombia, there's fans and they're really passionate, but not everyone. Here is like almost everyone. So yeah, my destiny was the Philippines. That's, I think, that's, that's, that was God telling me, dude, you have to really compete in the Philippines. You don't have to compete in another country. Like, that's where your destiny is. And it is. I'm I'm really grateful with this country. That's amazing. And so much so that you now live here, which is awesome. Like to see that we have that effect on people because uh, the Philippines can be very hard to live in at times, but to see that there are others that really see beauty in it and see that there's so much possibilities because there are. It's just a matter of taking them, right? Exactly. The Philippines has a magic. It's just, I know it's not the most um, stable country to live in. I know it's hard and I've seen from like real life how sometimes life can be for many Filipinos, but I'm here for a reason and I love the Philippines and I hope that something about my existence can help. Filipinos, because this is the country that I decided to live in, even though I love Colombia with all of my heart. Like, I'm going to get my tattoo of Colombia and everything. I'm, I'm proud of being Colombian, but life brought me here, and I, I hope I can do something good for the Philippines. Yeah, and, you know, going back to what you said about your country, like, you're going to get a tattoo of it. What was it like um, representing your country on that international stage? Oh, my God. I think that the biggest pride that I've ever felt in my life. I remember when I was in Miss Earth, it was the first time first that I was on the other side of the world without my mom, without my friends, 
without speaking my own language. I was struggling because back then my English wasn't good. I mean, I can communicate. I, I understand what what people is talking about, but it's still hard for me to communicate. And I remember that every day I wake up and then there's this song of a Colombian artist that talks about that I will always come back to the land, La Tierra del Olvido. I don't know how to say that in English. Basta is a song that I think that every Colombian that listens to that song is like, I feel you, you're my Colombian, I love you. So I remember I played that song over and over and over again while I'm doing my makeup, while I'm taking a shower, while I'm doing my hair. And that just fills me up with like, you know, this pride. And something that I feel is that Colombia has very, a lot of misconceptions around the world. People think about Colombia in a different way. And what I want to do is to show the people that Colombia is more than its past. Like, I know we have a past and I know it's not the best one, but Colombia is more than that. That was just a chapter in our history and we learn from it. We're trying to recover from it, but that's like, Colombia is coffee, Colombia is emeralds, Colombia is beautiful women, Colombia is landscapes, Colombia has no house desert, has the Pacific and the Atlantic Ocean. Like, Colombia has so many things to offer, more than just, you know, what we're known for. So that was something that just, I was like, I have to make this country proud because I love Colombia so much. I want people to see how beautiful my country is also. So yeah, if you if you if we start talking about Colombia, trust me, I'm not gonna stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's that's awesome. It's inspiring even just to hear you talk about your country because I feel like we all need to have that sense of pride in where we came from because it really does play a big role in who we are and how we how we live our lives, right? I mean, completely, completely. Our culture basic basically shapes us and. If we don't feel proud of it, if we don't make it ours, then who we are? Like we don't, we cannot pretend to be someone else and to adopt other cultures. Like there's so many things to us, like very uh, individual to us that come from where we come from. Like my happiness, my love for dancing, my love for food, my passion, the the passion that I have to do every single thing. It's because that's how people in Colombia is. So it's something that we should be really proud. Like here in the Philippines, Filipinos are very resilient, are very are people that won't let anything pull it down down. And that's something that I really admire. And sometimes I feel sad because many Filipinos don't feel proud of their country and their people. And I'm like, dude, you live in a paradise. Like you have so many things to offer. You have so much history to tell. Like just learn from your history and show the world how beautiful the Philippines is. So yeah, I also love the Philippines. I always say I'm Colombian, but my heart's Philippine already. <laughs> <laughs> well, on behalf of all the other Filipinos in the world, we want to say thank you for that because you really are making your mark out here and it's so inspiring to see that. Um, but going back to your journey, like into pageantry and um, even in the modeling word, world, did you ever receive harsh criticism from from others? And if so, did you? How did you overcome overcome it? Oh yeah, so many. You have no idea. Um, I remember ever since I started. I remember 
when I was 13 years old, everything started when I was 13 years old. And my mom took me to this um, modeling agency. That was my dream ever since. And they told me that, yeah, I was going to be a really tall girl. I was going to do it, but I didn't have the body because I was a chubby girl. I was, you know, my mom fed me well. <laughs> and um, that was the first thing that that really stuck into my head. Like, I don't have the body to be a model. So I remember by back then, I, I started having some behaviors that were not healthy, but I didn't know. I was just copying what I was seeing on the internet. Thank God I have a mom that is my best friend. She was always there. But I always wanted to be a model. And so, you know, I grew up and yeah, I'm skinny and I'm really tall, but for the industry, in 10 years that I've been in the industry, I've never been enough. And I believe that for 10 years. So everywhere you go, you always find criticism. And the hardest part is that you start to believe it. So your, your number one critic is yourself. So basically, my biggest critic, more than the designers and the photographers and the agents and the bookers, everything, my always critic was, my, my, my biggest critic was always me. And I believed that I wasn't enough. Yeah, I wasn't skinny enough. I wasn't pretty enough. My hair wasn't enough. Because I looked at myself in the, in the mirror and they put that in my head that it's not how it should look. So it's been really hard to deal with that and realize that it was me most of the times bullying me, like bullying me, like I was auto bullying me basically. But, you know, it's a process and it's a matter of, you know, accepting and work on things, work on yourself. And I, I cannot say I'm a happy product already. I'm working. I'm still working. And it's harder some days. Some days are just magical. Some days are just harder. But, you know, I take it day by day. Yeah, I think that's so important. Um, this whole journey into self-love and really having that mindset of it, it is a journey. It is a process. And it's really just a matter of, yeah, like what you said, taking it day by day. I feel like it doesn't matter how much self-love we have for ourselves. There are always going to be those voices in our head saying you're not enough. You know, um, you're, you should be doing this. You know, you can change this about yourself. But once we really develop how we see ourselves and see it in a positive light. And it does take time. Like I can say firsthand that I've felt that I felt insecurities um, about my looks and, you know, with mine, it's my height because I come from um, my dad and my dad is a very yeah. tall guy. He's a basketball player. So everyone expects me to be tall. Right. But that's just one of my insecurities. And I've come to learn how to really process um, this whole journey of, you know, accepting myself for who I am and really not taking in the noise that I hear from everyone else saying, you should be like this or you should do this. So I totally understand where you're coming from. And yeah, you know, and, on and sometimes it's like we want to fulfill people's expectations of ourselves. And it shouldn't be like that. Like we weren't born to live through other people's lives or through other people's eyes. We should live through our own life, through our own eyes through our own beliefs and values. So, yeah, people expect you to 
be something but what if you don't want to be something like that or what if you were just you were born like that like you can't fight genetics you cannot fight biology that doesn't mean that you're not enough that's so true and you know going back to what you said of, of before you know you were unhappy with your body because all these people were feeding you information that like they shouldn't have been because you are just amazing as you are um but you know going back to your pageantry also you know carrying that your country across your sash across your chest you know and having all the pressure that came with it on top of your personal struggle struggles how did you overcome all the noise i i think that one of the reasons why i made it is my mom i i think you know this like i always talk about my mom i've as she's my best friend like, i wouldn't be where I am, I wouldn't be who I am without her. So it was her when I was down, when I was feeling down, when I feel that I cannot anymore. She was there telling me, come on, dude. Like, I didn't I didn't raise a weak child. I know how strong you are. Look, all of the things that we've gone through, because I, I mean, my story is not this like the, the hardest life that a person could have, but like I saw my mom like raising me by herself. Um, and she always put that in my head. Like you have to fight for what you want, for what you like and look at where you are. Like you didn't have to do bad things or you didn't have to, you know, pass your values to be where you are. So just keep strong it. Like just give it one more push to do it. If it wasn't for her, I think I wouldn't, I wouldn't, like, the crown wouldn't be in my head, the story, all of the memories that I have wouldn't be here. But of course, there's a lot of things that she doesn't know. I think, even though I believe that I'm not a strong person emotionally, because I cry a lot, probably I'll cry in 10 minutes or something. <laughs> um... I was stronger enough also to sometimes not say how I was feeling in those moments. Sometimes, you know, it's easier to hide that uncomfortable sadness, that uncomfortable things that cross your mind when you look at yourself in the mirror and you don't like it and you feel sad and pressure. It's easier to just hide it than to like express it and say it to someone. So I think that back then that's what I did because it was normal for me. Like that's the point. That's the thing. Like being under judgment all the time. What's the normal for me? It was like, uh, it's okay. I, I'm used to this. But it wasn't doing anything good for my own mental health and for my own struggles. So yeah, even though my mom helped a lot, it's, it was just me hiding how I was feeling. But now that I think about it, it's just sad. Like, if I tell you all of the things that I did in the pageant to like look kind of skinny, you will cry with me. Yeah, I I know that there is so much that goes on behind the scenes in pageantry, especially because, uh, like I mentioned, you're not just you're not just representing yourself, especially on the international stage. You're representing your whole country, and that can be very pressuring. And especially, I mean. I'll bring it back to 2015. 
the Miss Universe pageant, you know, I think this was mentioned in another interview that you did. There was a lot of pressure for you too, because you come from where you come from, right? And Pia had just had her situation it going was, on. It was crazy. It was crazy. Like I had the pressure that I have to be friendly with Filipinos because then there was a a fight between Filipinos and Colombian fans. So everyone, I remember in Colombia, everyone like warned me. It was like, Mitch, you have to be careful. Probably they're going to bully you. Probably they're going to do this to you. Probably this and that. Because they hate Colombians. And I was like, I mean, it was a mistake. It happened already. But I had that pressure of being extra super nice. Thank God, like Filipinos are the most loving people that I've ever met in my life. And it was the complete opposite. Like when I came here, Filipinos were just open to like know me and to know who I am and what I have to say about, of course, they wanted to hear, hear what I had to say about the Piariadna thing in this universe. But they also wanted to know who I am and why Colombian beauty queens are so famous and stuff. And I think I did a good job. I'm proud of myself about it like even now like there's a lot of people that message me and they're like you know what there's a lot of beautiful women from colombia in this universe but you're still my my favorite colombian queen because you have this thing with your fans and i i always thought i don't like you to call yourself a fan like you're not a fan i'm, I'm a normal person it's just that I learned how to walk and how to do my makeup. That's it. That's that's the only difference between you and me, probably. But it's just like, yeah, you admire me, and I admire you too. Yeah, it's just it's just that. Yeah, I love Filipino. Can I just say that you are one of the most down to earth? Get it? See what I did there? No, down to earth um, beauty queens that I know, and I know a lot. But um, and even to. Just to say the fact yet again that you moved to the Philippines after facing all that pressure way back when in 2016, that says a lot, you know, about yourself, your character, your integrity, and how you just handle situations um, correctly because you have the right mindset. So hats off to you because it really does take a, yeah, take a lot. Yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like back then for me, it was just like, oh, I'm just going to another country. But it it really takes a lot. Like I just literally put my entire life in three bags and I had no return ticket to Colombia. So yeah, but I'm happy. I'm happy here. I'm really happy. That's awesome. And you know, like you, we mentioned earlier that you're modeling now too. So I know that, uh, you know, with my mom being in the industry and you being a photographer, I know that there are a lot of stereotypes that come with being a model too. And, you know, the, because you look perfect, your life must be perfect. That's one of the, the biggest ones that I've come across that I've seen that's thrown out there so much. You know, what is it really like keeping your integrity in the industry and living past that stereotype for you? Well, I wish it was as easy as maybe somehow somehow it was for me. Again, my mom played a big role in who I am now. She always taught me that I just have I have to do things as long as it makes me happy and it as long as it makes me feel comfortable. So uh there's a lot of stereotypes as you said, like being a model, you have to be perfect, you have to be skinny, your eyes, your hair, your skin 
your body, your everything has to be perfect. You have to have designer clothes and you have to be super fashionable and stuff, stuff, stuff. But, you know, I was never like that. I always, every time I talk about this, I always tell them, like, I'm, I'm not beauty queen at all. Like, what you expect of a beauty queen. I'm not a model at all of what you expect a model or a beauty queen should be. I like being sweatpants. I don't like to wear makeup. You guys can see right now. Big t-shirt, no makeup, my hair is up. And I'm wearing sunglasses. Like, this is me. And I like to talk about like no meaningful things i i like to express myself I, I i'm not afraid of crying i'm not afraid of talking my own truth and sadly in the industry especially in the beauty queen in the pageant industry you cannot be like this like you have to be this perfect role model but who said that being all polite and your hair and your makeup and like speaking the right words at the right time it's the right way of being like i i truly don't believe that like i truly believe that a beauty queen is a role model and a beauty queen to to help the people like we are for the people like we are for the people so we should speak about things that are uncomfortable and we should speak just the way that we are like as long as we don't step over someone it's fine and yeah sometimes i doubt about myself and i try to change things about myself but i never felt good about it like i always felt that it wasn't me and if i don't feel that i'm being me i just i just i really cannot do it like it's proven like, it's scientifically proved that if something doesn't makes me happy or if something doesn't makes me feel like myself i'm simply not gonna do it so I don't know, people have to bear with me. I, I always tell my national director, like, you know what? You have perfect beauty queens, and then you have me. They call me the crazy one. I wouldn't say crazy so much as real. I think that's one of the things that makes <laughs> yeah, you. Maybe. And, yeah, maybe. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what they call me the crazy one. And in this earth, the, in the Carousel Productions, also they're like, I, that's Michelle. Yeah, it's okay. We know her, we love her like that. So. It's it's fine. Like it's it's good that they accept that who I am and that they feel proud and happy of who I am also. No, I think that's an extremely important lesson, you know, just to be yourself and it doesn't matter if you're in a certain situation or you have a certain job that requires you to like beauty queens be perfect all the time or for models, you know, to have the standards of the industry where you're stick thin and you look yeah. perfect. But just finding that integrity and finding that, you know, joy in being who you are, despite all of the stereotypes and despite all the things that are standing in your way, like, you know, all the expectations and everything from everyone, you know, I think that's really what makes you who you are. And you are pure evidence of that because like you said, all that you can go to anyone, and they'll just be like, oh yeah, that's Michelle. But you see it as crazy. I see it as real. And I think, I mean, I respect you for that because it really does take a strong person, especially in the industries that you're in, to have that mindset because people are, I mean, it's inevitable. People will try their best to be people pleasers. But at the end of the day, if yeah. you don't feel that in yourself and you're not pleasing yourself, then what is it really all for, right? Yeah, completely agree. I mean, you do things 
to make yourself happy. So when you look at those things that you did from the future, like when you look back to those things, you will feel happy and proud of yourself. You won't have regrets. And yeah, you can make a lot of mistakes. Like we're young, we make mistakes, we're learning. Like no one knows how to live anyways, but we all make mistakes. But just do things. So when you look at yourself from the past, like when you in the future, you look at yourself, like your past self, you will feel proud of yourself. And I think that's something that now youth should, you know, just really look into because if imagine like I'm a millennial, I'm still a millennial, I'm not a Gen Z. The Gen Z has so many pressure to be perfect and to have this perfect life because TikTok, because Instagram, because of YouTube, because of this, because of that. And they change like they sacrifice who they are and their lives just to fit into this like you know, these little devices just to pretend that they are perfect. So I don't know. This generation needs to learn what being real means. Like, just stay true to themselves. And it's something that really bothers me. And it's something that really worries me also. But I'm doing my best. <laughs> no, I, we appreciate that. I mean, I'm a Gen Zer according to, you know, the age brackets. Yes, but you, um, <laughs> you know that it's so hard. Like, it's tough to really explain that to a lot of the people that don't understand that because they're so stuck in that whole world of social media. And like you said, looking perfect, despite not or despite, you know, having all these insecurities and feeling like, you know, um, I have to, I have to feel this way or be this way, because if, if I don't, then how will I, how will other people perceive that? And it's so important for people out there to know that it, you're not alone and that you can really just be your authentic and true self because that's what the world needs right now. We don't need perfect pictures on Instagram and we don't need, you know, people to see that, oh, this is, I'm happy 24 seven because the reality of it is that we're not happy 24 seven and it's okay to not be okay. It's okay to accept your imperfections and it doesn't matter if people don't accept them. What really does matter is that you are happy within yourself and that you can overcome any obstacle that stands in your way because of that, right, Michelle? Right. Completely, completely, completely agree with you. I mean, we should stop comparing ourselves. That's that's the thing. Like, we are comparing ourselves to people that it's comparing themselves to other people that it's comparing themselves to other people. So it's like a cycle. Like, who are we really comparing to? Like, what kind of life we're trying to have? Like, it's just things that are so, like, it's, it's unreal like perfection is doesn't exist and we have to understand that and uh, i mean it's hard like it's it's part of i guess of our nature of our culture to try to achieve this perfection but yeah we just have to understand that it's not like if we want to be happy like i do i'm one of the people that believe that we came to this world to be happy to be contented with, with with who we are. And if we are expecting to have all of these things and all of these material things and all of this, we're never, like, we're, gonna, we're always gonna want more and 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 more. So you wanna be skinny, you're gonna be, you're gonna 
you wanna be more skinny. You want to get this. I'm talking from let's say my thing, like something that I'm really advocating for is like with food, with exercise, the right? You want to be skinny to look like X influencer, X model. Then you get to this weight that you put yourself, like you set a goal, and then you get to that goal, and you're like, ah, you know what? I don't look that skinny as this model. And why? Of course, you're different. You have different bodies, but you know what? I know I can, I can, I can do it. Five more pounds, ten more pounds, and then you lose ten more pounds, and then you want more because you know you can achieve that. The body, you know, you can lose ten pounds because you already did it. So you're gonna be wanting to lose more and more weight. But how are you doing it? Like, how are you getting to that weight? Like, what behaviors are you having? And how healthy it is for you to be that weight, and like how healthy it is for you to only eat this and to exercise how you're exercising. Like, and at the end, like, for what? Like, image is not. It's not all. I remember there was this TED talk that I watched, and it's a model, and that there like the first phrase, like how she opened her TED talk was like. Looks are not everything. Believe me, I'm a model, and it's true. Like I can completely assure you. Like, I swear that looks are not everything. Like your weight doesn't define you. You're more than that. Like people will look at you and will like you more for who you are than what like the clothes that you're wearing or how big your lips are. Trust me. Like. I've been there. I've gone through it, and there's nothing good that can come from you know overwork yourself to try to be someone else, try to look like someone else. Especially, like you can dream of being as spiritual as I don't know Gandhi or as smart as Elon Musk or something. It's okay. Go do it, but. Don't expect to be as skinny as Kendall Jenner or a fashion model because number one, you have different types of body. You have Kendall Jenner, the boss. She's millionaire. She has access to nutritionists, to the best food, to the best estheticians, to plastic surgery. So those are things that sometimes in social media we don't see, and we we fall into the trap of like wanting to be that but we don't count these other things that these people it's having to look like they are so yeah that goes through my head every day and it bothers me because i would i don't like to know that people is feeling the way that i felt at some point in my life it's just it breaks my heart i cannot Yeah, it's and it's so important that you are really sharing this, you know, to hear it from someone who, according to stereotypes, lives a perfect life because they look perfect, and you have all these expectations, and you meet them because you look a certain way from the outside. People really won't understand that there is a struggle for like. I mean, I'm sure Kendall Jenner has her own body image struggles, and I'm sure that all these people that you're looking up to, even you know, they're. A lot of the times, it's Photoshop too. Anyways, right? I mean, how can yeah. you tell these days online? So, you know, you guys yeah. are not alone. In this. 
And it's so important that you using your platform as, you know, as beauty queen and as a model and um, just speaking your voice, because I feel like it is so timely. And, you know, we're in this pandemic right now where people are losing it. Um, I know I've come, come close to that too, but it's just a matter of really finding the content that works for you and finding those voices of inspiration and you're serving as one of them. And it's so awesome to see you do that on the daily through your, your stories and your posts and really just getting your word out there. So. Well, I am really trying to, like, this is also part of my own healing process, I would say so. Like, knowing that there is more people out there feeling the way that I feel has helped me a lot. So if someone else watching me, that I know that most of the girls that watch my stories and my content are young girls that want to be beauty queens that aspire to be all of these things that I am. I I just don't want them to feel that they're not enough, that they cannot achieve things. So I'm just trying my best. Also, I do it at my, at my own pace because it's hard for me sometimes also to to expose all of this, you know, Let's call it demons. I like to call it demons. Like, you know, we have demons inside and we fight with them by ourselves. And expose them sometimes is hard. But for me, especially for me, expose them, it's a way of like, you know, telling them like, you don't have control over me. Yes, you are there. I know you are there, but you have no control over me anymore. And I can show myself who, like, like the way that I am, I get bloated, I have cellulite, I, even though I work out, I somehow eat healthy, I take care of my skin, I take care of my hair, because of course it's part of my, of my job. But I also suffer from all of these things that are normal. Like I get bloated, I feel fat, I feel ugly, I feel stuff. Like I can post and I can look like, endless and super skinny and with abs because i know how to do it because i know lighting because i know my body but that doesn't mean that i'm perfect like i'm showing girls out there in social media that what they see is just one second of someone else's life and that it's that easy to just pose to have abs and to have prettier face even though you don't have makeup so it's part of my healing but i hope that one, two, five, ten, twenty girls out there feel my words and my stories and my yeah, like my content inspiring and empowering for them. Like if if one if one girl if I can save one girl from feeling the way that I did, I'm just more than happy. Like I'll be pleased. Like I just cannot. Like just think about it. Just makes me happy and i'm gonna cry <laughs> no that is so important and it's so true like i we we all appreciate it i mean i'm a guy and i feel insecurities too but just seeing your posts online like sometimes it is so necessary it's so important to see that people really are going through these struggles and that not everything you see online is you know is real and perfect we all live lives we all live flawed lives and we're all guaranteed to make mistakes and to have all these negative comments from people but it really is just a matter of finding it within yourself finding that mindset 
and really just accepting yourself for who you are, right? So on that yeah. note, I want to ask you, you know, you've you've dropped so many gems on your stories and in this interview right now, but I wanted to ask you, what is one of the most important pieces of advice that you would give to the people out there who are struggling with body image right now? <sighs> you are not alone. That's, I, I, I would say that that's the biggest one because that was the one who helped me. You are not alone. You're not the only one feeling bad about your body and you're not the only one feeling scared of certain foods or obsessed with exercise just because you want to achieve this body. There's other people struggling with that too. And that only means that you are human and that you can find help. And being and feeling the way that you are feeling at this moment doesn't make you less valuable, less lovable. It's just something that you're struggling with at the moment, but you will go through it and just keep strong, like stay strong, just fight the feelings of not being enough. Like you're not alone. You 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 will make it. You will get through it. Find like just seek for help. It's the only thing. Like, I I want you to seek for help. If it's not from a psychologist or anyone, just talk to your friends. Uh, find inspiration inspiration in social media. There's a lot of like pages that will show you the reality and how things can get better. Look for me. I I can help you. I'm I'm really open to to talk to to listen. Um, just just keep fighting. It's 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 gonna be over. This can be cured. I love that. And you know, I wanted to point out too that when you are feeling insecurities, it doesn't mean that you're any less human in fact it, mean, it means that you are even more human because we are all made to feel that way it's inevitable we're all going to feel you know like oh we're not good enough maybe i should change this about myself this person looks better than me maybe i should do this and that but at the end of the day it's really just accepting yourself for who you are and if you do have any points that you want to change and if it's for if it's in a good light that you want to do it then by all means improve yourself but do it healthy, right? Exactly. Like, do it for yourself. Do it to feel good about yourself. Do it to feel healthy. Do it to feel strong. Do it to honor yourself, your body, your your emotions. Don't do it to fit in someone else's eyes. Don't do it to fit in some in society's expectations. That's the wrong way, right? Why do we want to be skinny? Like, do you want to be skinny because you want to look like Kendall Jenner? Or you want to feel healthy because you have more energy because you can go through the day with, like, more energy. You feel happier. You just feel the endorphins hitting your body. Those are the things that really have to change in our mind, especially when we're struggling with body image and eating disorders and disorder eating, like, we have to change that mentality of doing it for someone else and, and doing it for ourselves to honor 
ourselves and our body and understand that we are enough. It doesn't matter the number of your waist or the number of your weight. Like you are enough. It, it doesn't matter. If someone doesn't want to be around you because of this, then that person is not worth it. Period. Yeah, it's all just a matter of finding your tribe, finding that support system and people that, you know, you can trust and that will support you, even if you don't feel so great about yourself. I know that um, I can speak for that. I, I have a strong support system. You know, it can be in your family and your friends and mentors and Michelle. And she she openly invited you guys to reach out to her. Um, and we're going to share her social media so that she can a little later. But before that, I wanted to ask you, um, do you have a model that you live by? other than all the gems that you threw at us um, in this interview. But uh, yeah, do you have a motto that you live by? And if so, what is it? Well, I change a lot. Like, like why I live for, or, but I think I will say that my motto is like, just do what makes you happy. Stay, to, stay true to yourself and true your values. And don't, just don't step over anyone to achieve that. I, and I think even though like I have, I've achieved a lot of things, I could have done more if I go through the, you know, the easiest way or like the tricky way wherein you have to shut out money or go out with this person or do this or do that. But that really doesn't align with my beliefs and with my like, my 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 values so just just do whatever makes you happy and just stay true to yourself and your values don't hurt anyone it's not worth it it's not worth to hurt anyone in order for you to be happy just be a good person don't hurt anyone yes that is yeah. so true and i think that that is definitely an important message for people out there now more than ever to hear because we live in a society where it's all about people pleasing and making sure that your image is okay for others, like we mentioned before. And it's just so important to stay true to who you are and to accept yourself for who you are. So, you know, with you, you do so many things. You're studying right now, you're also working and you're a model and you're carrying out your duties still as a beauty queen and inspiring others through your content. But, you know, with everything going on in your life, what inspires you to keep pushing? my dream my my calling like i found my calling of helping people so i'm gonna tell you my dream um my dream is to open my own eating disorder clinic so i can help a lot of girls to stop feeling like that like i i i didn't get to like i didn't get to the point of having an eating disorder that threatened my life but i did like i was just in the border of having one and i just like now that i think about it like i cannot bear with the like of like of the idea of how i was feeling like i just cannot i don't want other girls to feel like that like i don't want girls to live a life where they don't feel enough every day like they feel that they have to kill themselves silently just to, you know, fit in this 
standard. So I'm studying psychology. Like I'm finishing my degree because I want to open my my own clinic. Like I really want to help girls out there that are struggling with with this, with eating disorder, with body image. Like that's what like that's what gives me energy every day. Like that's what motivates me every day. Like improve myself so I can be an example for them. Studying so I have the right knowledge to help them. I keep working as a model so I can save money so at some point in my life I can finally open my clinic and help other girls. So yeah, that's what like that's what see I thought I was gonna cry. That's what <laughs> gives me and motivates me every day. <laughs> That is so touching and so inspiring. You know, it's so obvious here that you can see the passion. Well, I can see the passion. Everyone's listening, but um, <laughs> in you and your your vision, and you you truly are living in your purpose. I believe that, and people do need to know this that you are not alone. And to see you take the actions that you do, you know, working as a model just so you could save money to do this, studying to become this inspiration for others, and to add to what you already have like in store, that's so inspiring. And to know that you are taking all these actions just to pursue that passion of yours and make that dream come into reality. And I can't wait to see it become like real and to, I mean, it's real already, but just to have it um, going. And I know that once it starts, I'm here to support you 100% and to really just spread the word because I know that this is something that everyone really needs. And it's just so inspiring that you're doing it. It means a lot. Thank you very much. I, I I told you I'm a very passionate person, and I live by it. I I live by my passions and by the things that make me happy. And some I know the 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 way is not easy sometimes. I get frustrated. I get mad at myself. I get frustrated with life. But I know that something like the things that I'm doing have a bigger purpose, and that purpose is to help. Like that's my way of helping and everything will be worth it like i know it will be worth it i i don't care i i, I will i'll work harder if i have to just for me to see my dream come true and it will someday and we're so excited for that i mean we have i will pull the strings and help you in any way that i possibly can so just reach out whenever um but you know that thank you very much back, i really appreciate that of course, of course. I'm all about helping people and really just letting people know that they're not alone and that there is hope at the end of the tunnel. And it's just a matter of finding that within yourself and really just pursuing it because there's so much to look forward to in life. There's so much to love um, about yourself and about life and about others. And it's really just finding it and keeping that um, within. And, you know, the podcast is all about... Uh, let, shedding stories on people who shine bright and you definitely do that um actually the word the name the brillier project brillier is actually a french word that directly translates to shine and so i wanted to ask you before we wrap up uh you know despite all the things that you said already how do you let your light shine bright i just let myself be that's the only way that you can shine like just be yourself. Show the world your real, your real self. 
Uh, that's the only way of shining. Don't don't stop yourself from loving. Don't stop don't stop yourself from dreaming. And if there's people or things in the way telling you to don't, just do it harder. Love harder, dream harder, love bigger, dream bigger, and that way you will shine. Just enjoy every step of the way. You you don't know. My boyfriend's motto is like you don't know where where you will end up next, and it's true. Like you you really don't know, but if you enjoy every single step that you take, wherever you're going, that next place that you will be, you will be happy, and then you will be ready to take another one, and it's fine. It's just like that's the way of for me. That's the way of living, and it has worked for me. And I can say now that I'm happier. And I'm stronger than I I was when I didn't have this kind of mentality. So, if these words have some uh, magnet to your ears, just keep repeating it, and you will see it's worth it. Yes, I think that's what life's all about, right? Enjoying the journey and trusting the process, connecting with others, and knowing that you are not alone. So before we wrap up also, I wanted to ask you, you know, you mentioned earlier that people can reach out to you. So let them know where you, how they can find you and where they can connect. Well, guys, as a millennial, I'm super active in Instagram. Like that's my social media. I, <laughs> that's the only social media that I actually really use. So you can find me. And my Instagram is Mitch Gomez. I'm going to spell it because the Gomez is with double M. So M-I-C-H-G-O-M-M-E-Z. And then there you can find me. I read, I go through all of my messages every day. And I talk to you. Like There, you can find me there. That's the only way you can find me. I'm always there. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, Michelle, for hopping onto the show and dropping your, your words of wisdom. You know, I hope that everyone out there can really take what you've shared because it is powerful and apply it in their own lives and, you know, living and accepting yourself for who you are and knowing that you're not alone and knowing that in order to really, you know, live a life worth living, it's just staying true to who you are and really enjoying the process and trusting the journey. So that can take you a long way in life. And I hope that everyone out there can really take that and apply it. So we appreciate you, Michelle, and all that you're doing to make your dreams come true and to live your life because it is very needed and very necessary. Thank you, thank you very much. As I told you, like I really admire you and your family. You inspire me also. And you guys have such a beautiful energy. So every time I have the chance to talk to you, I'm always happy, I'm always open to to be there. And I know you guys always talk about super positive things. So it's also really, align with what I want to do with my life. So thank you, thank you very much. Thank you everyone for listening. And don't forget, I'm there. If you feel that you need to talk to someone, I'm there. I will always answer. I I know what it feels like to be in the in the bottom. So I don't want you to be there anymore. And I try to help you as much. Amazing, and we appreciate you so much. Michelle, now to everyone out there listening, stay up to date with upcoming episodes by following The Brilliant Project on Instagram and Facebook at T-H-E-B-R-I-L-L-E-R Project. And don't forget to like and follow us here on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Again, I'm your host, Nico Velasco. Thank you for listening and don't forget to let your light shine bright.